we love to see, I call it seasoning your AI assistant. So it's getting all this stuff in there ahead of time and weaving that into the prompts that you're giving your AI assistant so that it starts to pick up on who you actually are and what you stand for. So like our values, one of the top things that we say is the more fun we have, the more money we make. This is Digital Marketing. Hey everyone, this is Mark DeGrasse, the president of Digital Marketer, and this is the podcast that keeps you up to date on everything you need to know when it comes to digital marketing, from the platforms you'd be focused on to the cutting edge tactics and tools that are working today. Today, our guest is Molly Mahoney, the founder and CEO of The Prepared Performer, and we're talking about human-focused, high-converting content, which anything content is awesome to me, and so is AI. So I'm very excited to have you, Molly. Thanks for coming on the show. Hey, thanks for having me too. Man, you talk almost as fast as I do. I'm like really excited about how much we're going to be able to get into this session today. You know, what's funny is I do like, I'm trying to shoot the, or I've been shooting the certification videos for a new social media cert. And I was told to keep them to like seven minutes. And my average like tutorial is like 20. So now I'm like, ah, how do I cut down by half? So I just talk really, really fast. So I love people it. Can slow I, it down. I, I mean, people don't even need to use the little thing where they, you know, speed up the videos. They always tell me that they have to slow mine down, but that means they get extra amounts of goodness. Exactly. So, yeah. I love even it. like 20 to 50% more. I, you know, I review all of the, the older digital marker stuff too. And I am constantly double speeding Ryan. So yeah. he, he's like a little chipmunk. It's pretty funny. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right, let's talk uh, content and AI. So I think I love the the human focus because I think when people start thinking about AI content generation, they're like, oh, it's going to be generic. It's going to be boring. It's not going to connect with my audience because AI is a dumb machine. Um, how do you how do you make it more human? How does that happen? Yeah. And actually, it's also so first of all, it's so important when it comes to creating our own content so that we make sure that we're not just, you know, falling into the sea of social media sameness, but also, especially as an agency owner, how do we help make sure that our client's content doesn't start sounding exactly the same because we're putting the same prompts into the AI machine, whatever we're using to make sure there's that differentiator. So that I'm really excited to talk about too. Um, I also just want to say thank you so much for having me. I have loved playing with y'all and digital marketer has just been such a, such a big part of my life. And my journey. So thank you so much. <laughs> um, it's just so good to be here. So this is really kind of weird, but we actually start with this thing called the quesadilla of awesome. Oh, have you heard of it? Fantastic. No, I've never heard of the quesadilla of awesome. Okay. I would remember that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there's actually a little side tip to begin with when it comes to this is that if we're doing things that are just like the normal framework, boring, schmoring, and we don't give it our own little spin, it makes it less memorable. So even just by putting your own little weird, quirky name onto things, can like the quesadilla of awesome, can help to make things more memorable and help them to stand out. So Love that. It, I mean, that's easy for people who are weirdos, like some of oh, us here. <laughs> <laughs> but what happens when you don't feel like you're weird enough? Or what happens when you feel like, you know, I don't know, I'm I'm more straight-laced or I'm not quite mm. as quirky and, and goofy. Uh, and so we have a framework for that. You want to nice. know what it is? Is it the goofifier? It's the it's the goofifier. I don't think anyone has ever called it that, but I I'll come here for it. Um, and what we realized really is, in order to create content with AI that actually stands out, that doesn't just sound like "Have you fallen and you can't get up," which mm. is what it kind That's of works. I mean, it really oh, no, works really right. well, right? 
But eventually we know that as kind of a cliche, right? So I, I'm teaching a social media marketing class at a high school this year. I don't mm. know if I told you that at the mm. Orange County High School of the Arts. Oh, I am wow. there one day a week. And I have learned that these high schoolers are savvy about marketing. Like, I don't know if you've noticed this, but the the market sophistication when it comes to our marketing messaging has really changed. Have you noticed that? Mm. I have noticed that. Yeah. It's yeah. well, I think for a while everything was such a commodity that people just defaulted to like Amazon titles, where it's like, oh, I'll just say. <laughs> I'll say a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> totally. And now it's like we, the things that maybe, you know, like a fake evergreen webinars and different things that used to work pretty well. I heard you say on a podcast recently that um, everything kind of was like, is this it? You know, that the, the social media platforms hadn't changed. There wasn't really anything to kind of spice it up. And AI for a lot of us as marketers has given us a chance to, to play with things and to spice things up. I think we're really close to falling into that same trap though, where we've got the frameworks. And so we just spit things in and we spit things out and that's not going to really work in the long run. So what we love to do with all of our clients. And I mean, I have done this with Jeff Walker and his entire team. We helped them in 2020 to change the whole system and launch it on Facebook. So we did the whole PLF launch with no tech, just on Facebook. It was awesome. So I did this exercise with him and his whole team. I did this exercise with like Rich Sheffrin. So I've walked a lot of people through this, even though it's going to seem silly at first. Will you do it with me? Is that okay? Oh yeah, of course. Okay. So the first thing we're going to do, take your hands like this. And I know people may be listening to this and not be able to see the video, but we're going to do it together. Okay. You're going to take your hands like this. Now inside this ball, if you're listening, what you're doing is putting your fingertips together and creating a giant, like invisible ball inside this ball. You're going to put all of the benefits that you provide in your business. So let's say the new social cert, you're going to put all of the benefits from that inside here, all the Mm. features, all the goodness that people are going to get when they sign up. Got it in there. Got it. Okay. Now we're going to take it and we're going to throw it in the air. Ready? One, two, three. And now all of our amazing benefits of our business are floating above us, just like Mikey TV and Willy Wonka when he's like going into the TV, right? They're all up there. And what are you left with? Air. My hands open. Open. Air and your hands and you. You're left with Ah. you. Oh, no. Exactly. terrifying and amazing. So most people skip this step. When I went to school, I was a musical theater performer professionally for about 20 years. And when I was getting my BFA in theater, they had this giant chart on the wall that was Stanislavski's chart on what it takes to be an actor. So Konstantin Stanislavski is like the, you know, top acting theorist. And it was all these different things on this chart. And across the bottom, there was one huge piece that said, work on one's self, Mm. which sounds obvious. (laughs) It sounds obvious, but it's also the thing that we all avoid. So I always have all of our clients start, no matter what we're doing, we start by making this list of 20 things that make you a uniquely awesome human being. And it's interesting to me because the more I've been speaking about AI and the automation, the more I finally been able to convince people to do this exercise, <laughs> because now it's like all of the automation and all of that, which I love the AI stuff. I'm obsessed with it. And I've been, you know, we have a, a content club we've had for two years now and I, I love it. Um, but if we don't get this piece in place first, our content all starts to sound the same. So mm-hmm. what you do is you make this list of 20 things that make you uniquely awesome which is like, how would that be for you? Do you think you can make a list of 20 things? There's right only away? like two things. That's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> is that even people who are like bananas successful, right? It's like, uh, 
it, it's uncomfortable all day. So Science I made a little acronym. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I made a little acronym and the acronym is the word save. And you may think save has four letters. I can't spell. So I spell it with five just so that everybody gets over my bad spelling, which is, I, I appreciate that I get to admit that every time I talk about this. So it's the word save with two A's, S-A-A-V-E. And, oh, <laughs> I accidentally <laughs> raised my hand on Zoom because my hand was up for too long. Um, so S-A-A-V-E. So the S is for your skill sets, the things that you're naturally gifted at, and just jot those things down. And if you don't know what they are, ask your friends, ask your kids, mm. whatever. Somebody will tell you what you're good at, <laughs> your skill sets. The next, and this one's kind of funny, this one is your appearance. And this is not about what other people think about the way you look. It's about what you think about the way you look. Because, mm. and I know as agency owners, we are like the cobblers with no oh, shoes, yeah. right? <laughs> over and so, over again. <laughs> so we're telling our clients to do videos, but we're not actually showing up on videos ourselves. So remember, you can use this for yourself or for your clients. And that when you make a list of the things about your appearance that you feel you actually love, right? That you you feel like you're, you love about yourself, the way you look, it helps you to eliminate those gremlins that show up when you're on camera. So oh. this can be something from like your giant earrings, right? It can be the way you style your hair. It can be your black shirt, which we're both wearing right now. <laughs> like, I know if I'm wearing a black V-neck, like a lot of people, that I'm going to feel more confident than if I'm not wearing a black V-neck, right? So by identifying the things that you love about your appearance, it also makes it so that people can easily recognize you when they see you in real life. I have this gray stripe in my hair, kind of um, Corella DeVille-ish. I started dyeing it blue. Instantly, everyone knows who I am oh when they God. see me in real life. It's so easy right? Oh, love it. Okay. So appearance, the next one is your activities. And the more that you can put, weave the activities that you love separate from your business into what you're doing content wise, you create stickiness because people start to like, I love Disneyland. We take our clients to Disneyland twice a year. It is awesome. I know you're from Southern California, right? So we can talk about things that are local to here. The things that I love to do activities wise, we can start to create a bond there. That's the second A. Almost done. The last one or the next one is your V, which is your values. And so the more that you're clear about your values, you'll uh, attract or propel, like push people away that are not in alignment with your values. So we weave that through everything. And then the final thing is the things you like to eat. Now, this may seem uh. totally weird, but I have this super secret trick for getting engagement online, which is to write these five words, Brussels sprouts, yes or no. Huh. because you remember. yeah and brussels sprouts are like the most polarizing vegetable on the planet so if you can find food that you love or that you really don't like that is polarizing uh -huh. then that encourages engagement and again it creates that stickiness so i've had four people look i've had four people send me in the mail and if you're listening to this you can't see it but i'm going to show it anyway it's this dish towel that says every day i'm brusslin <laughs> <laughs> Because people know that I love Brussels sprouts because I talk about them in my content. So it's weird, but it creates that stickiness and it's connected to who I actually am as a human being. Mm. I love that. Well, it's it's so fun and, and easy. And, and you're totally right. If you don't have that one defining things, because we're like, oh, we're all these complex, uh, you know, mosaics of personality traits. It's like, now nah, people don't have time for that. They want, they want to latch onto one category and that's where you're going to be until you get them as, as part of your audience. And then you could tell them all, all about yourself. But if they don't get that initial connection, then 
nothing's going to happen. And, and I think sometimes for, for most people, it's actually really hard to figure out what that one thing may be. So starting with this little kind of collection of things and testing it, right? I did something with ChatGPT the other day where I said, great, can you write rewrite this email in the style of a cruise ship? And it was like, don't be a land lover, right? So, <laughs> I did pirate one time. It was like yeah, that. Pirate. Huh, so good. Or I'll be like, give this a Disney flair. And then I wrote a whole sequence uh-huh. all about Cinderella um, you know, at the ball and how things were expiring. And it was all based on Disney, which then ties back into what I'm actually doing with my clients and what I actually do as a human being. So it's, it's testing these things and putting it out there, but really starting from who you are as a human. And then we love to see, I call it seasoning your AI assistant. So it's getting all this stuff in there ahead of time and weaving that into the prompts that you're giving your AI assistant so that it starts to pick up on who you actually are and what you stand for. So like our values, one of the top things that we say is the more fun we have, the more money we make. If people don't want to have fun, they're not going to do very well in our program. I like serious. So, yes. Yeah, <laughs> the more happens. serious you are, the more serious you'll be. I think that's There's serious money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that's how we start. Everything is with that quesadilla of awesome. And once you have that whole list made, you take your fingers and you're going to tap your fingers on your chest, just kind of like gently tap your fingers on your chest. And then I do this thing that I learned from Gay Hendricks, who wrote The Big Leap. He's one of my dear friends and like the greatest. And he does this thing where he goes, Mm, 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 mm. he kind of hums so that you feel the vibration of your own voice in Ooh, your body. I like that. It's good, right? It's like it, it just gets everything kind of moving. And so before you do a video, before you sit down to talk to your AI assistant and do anything in chat GPT or Jasper or whatever tool you're using, really making sure that you're connecting to who you are first, then create all the content. Then when you come back to edit it and you know distribute it and all of that, We've got an awesome system. I know we're obsessed with spreadsheets, just like you are. The the system is great, but at the end, you've got to make sure that you give it that once over to see, is this really representing who we are as a brand and how that quesadilla of awesome can be from you as a personal human that can weave into your actual business, which is really cool too. I love, I love all of that. You know, it's funny because everything you're saying is like, you know, with this new social shirt, we actually did the character diamond, but the whole objective of the character diamond was to find your fictional character that could be essentially your social media manager. And Ah. so you speak in the voice of, you know, this representative for your company. So example couple we would have was like a sustainable Austin apparel brand. And they were really about like, you know, the world and openness and like being getting out there and doing things, but also being kind of naive about how much work it's going to take. And so <laughs> we came up with Moana and it was like, okay, would Moana write this post? And then if Moana wouldn't write that post, then you're not speaking in the voice that you should be for your campaign. But oh, that's so cool. I love it. And I hate to interrupt our podcast, but I have an announcement about Digital Marketers Content Certification. Content without a content marketing strategy is an expensive mistake, but it's one that most businesses are making. When it comes to content marketing, all content should be created with a clear purpose to move a customer or potential customer along the customer value journey. That's why you need Digital Marketers Content Mastery Certification. You'll learn how to leverage a complete content system to strategize, create, and distribute content that just plain works. When you become a certified content marketing strategist, you'll master the craft of systematically creating and promoting content that drives noticeable revenue for any business, and you'll get a badge to prove it. Learn more right now at digitalmarketer.com slash content cert. I, I love 
you know, with my theater background and all of that, so much of this, as we're tapping into like buying beliefs of our ideal client, that kind of stuff, it's something that I love to do so much because really you are creating a character. It's like doing the the research before you step into a show, right? You've got to know that character from the inside out. And I, it, it's so helpful when we're doing stuff like this too. Um, and picking someone that's actually a character that we potentially know, right? Yes. Like Moana, that's a great way to have that instant connection. I had, uh, I was doing a training this past week on like exactly what you're talking about, like seasoning the, the, the assistant and getting it to write in a specific voice, which I love giving it that character name. Mm. And someone said, cause we had it, I did this thing where I had it give us three ideal clients, um, like three, I put in our actual ideal clients first. And then through a series of questions, we say now, based on what you know about our products, based on what you know about our company and our ideal clients, create three new avatars in these three specific niches. And so then it's building out these new, you know, characters of these three new avatars. And someone said, you can just write name. You don't need to write their first name. Like you can just, the, the question, the prompt that I gave our clients said, name in a parenthesis. And then I said, and then mm -hmm. put the name in there. And someone said, just leave it as name. It'll, it'll write the same thing. I said, no, because when I'm reading this back myself, I want to see a real name there. So I start to develop an emotional connection to what we're creating as opposed to just like avatar number one, I'm not going to have the connection that I'll have if it says Emily or Moana or whatever it is. So it's also what we're doing as humans to be able to develop an emotional connection and not in a creepy way, but an emotional connection to what we're creating so that when we're putting this out into the internet, we're developing that emotional connection with our clients too, or our potential clients, rather than just seeing them as a number on a page. Oh, that's so good. Well, and I love the, you know, you have the emotional aspect of it, but you also have kind of a standardization of how you guys talk because typically it's not just you doing things. You have an assistant or a social media manager or whoever, but everybody writes different. And then now you have inconsistency all over the place. And then you can use, you know, Midjourney or whatever you're using to create, uh, you know, art as well. Moana, mm. right? Moana. You can use you can use that to represent the visual of it. We have the name to represent like what, how we speak it, how we say it, how we hear it, and it it then ties into that feeling too, which mm. as a company brings us together around a certain, you know, idea, which yeah. I love. Well, and everybody notices it too, because it's, uh, it's kind of funny. We have, uh, Michelle Knight here, our community manager for digital marketer. And when she writes posts, you know, it's her, it's like, yeah. there's no question, even if she doesn't, you know, even if anybody else posted it, it still sounds like her, if she wrote it. So I think if you, if you don't have an identifiable personality in your post descriptions, then you have a robot <laughs> and it can yeah, be human and, written. <laughs> and, and if you're, if you're stuck on that and you're like, well, I don't know what my voice is, you know, a lot of people say, well, I'm just, I'm really great at editing it, editing the, the AI text to make it sound like me. But a lot of people don't know what they even sound like to begin with, yeah. right? So if you have written content in the past and you're, you're in a place where you're writing more like you talk, or you take a transcription of videos that you've done, you can put that into chat GPT and say, Hey, identify the commonalities between these three posts to have it identify what your voice is so that you can put it back in, which is also really helpful too. Oh, that's fantastic. Have you ever found anything negative come back? Like this is kind of boring. <laughs> this person um, doesn't I, have a sense of humor. I haven't, but I think I just have so many weirdos in my life that that's, oh, that's not true. been a thing, you know? <laughs> I mean, it's funny because I I am always playing with it and 
you know, it feels like you have a different assistant sometimes that if you'd open a new chat, it's like, oh, there's a different, there's a different robot here today. I don't know what mood oh, you're in. Yeah. So you open a new, right? Have you had that happen? Oh, I've, I've, well, I just actually did a webinar last week where I was like, okay, here's the prompts. And I just tested it, I think the night before. And it was like, it was perfect. And then when I got on to do it again, it just was like, I don't remember what you're talking about. Yeah. Like every other one. And I think Recently, it was a capacity I had, issue. I had it at that. Okay. So this is like what I think happened. Maybe we were talking about, um, at, I was at the AI bot summit in Vegas last week and we were talking about how they hallucinate sometimes like the bots oh, yeah. hallucinate sometimes if you give it too much information. And I have this one chat that's been working super well, but I've used it a lot and I'll come back to it and say, please remind me, what are my products? And then it'll tell me what the products are, which is great. So I know I'm oh, like that's... checking in. Are you still here? So I had this training that was like a paid training that like a hundred people on. It was so, everybody was all excited. And I go, watch, this is how it works. Please remind me who my ideal clients are. And it said, as an AI, you know, whatever, <laughs> I cannot remember uh, things. The blah, default blah, blah, response. Blah. I was like, no, I just told you. What do you mean? But I, I think I had, I crossed the threshold. You crossed I was like, the line. That's all right. I have a system to fix that. So then you just grab the beginning of it. You season it again. You start over. So it's okay. <laughs> oh, that's oh, that's good. Because I, I thought it was just me. Because I was like, man, this works so well sometimes. And other times it's just crap. <laughs> you, know? you know, that's that's why we initially started our content club, which wasn't called a content club at first. It was called Dancing with Jarvis. Because when Jasper oh, like first that. came out, right after, oh. you know, it started as conversion.ai, then it became Jarvis. And that was the thing that stopped most people from using it is they'd get one response that wasn't spot on and they'd be like, oh, I'm never using this tool. Thanks, you know, but humans mess up sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and with the, with things like Jasper or with um, chat GPT, it's like, how can we play with it? And even if it gives you a bad response, how can you use that as a, as a, you know, a trampoline to jump into something new or different? So I love the creativity that comes out of it as well. Uh, well, I love how you talked about the creativity of the process too, because a lot of people think of it, they're like, oh, well, yeah, it's going to take over because it's doing all these things. But marketers have a pretty unique job that doesn't actually follow any rules. So, you know, if you, versus accountants or, you know, researchers yeah. or all these other potential people who are at risk for AI, I, I think you're totally right where it actually adds to the creative process because it kind of sucks sometimes. <laughs> well, yeah, totally. Cause it's like non sequitur. I just was listening. Do you know the book alchemy? Uh, yes. I haven't read it, but I was everybody talks about it. listening to it the other day. And there's a story at the beginning that I thought was so great. And it was so in alignment with what you're saying. He said, imagine that you're in a room and uh, you know, you're a, a marketer and your job is to come up with the product that will be able to compete with Coca-Cola. And he said, most people in like conventional thinking would find something that came in a bigger bottle. So it was more value that tasted better and that was less expensive. And he said, but that's not what actually worked. The product that actually was able to stand up to Coca-Cola was in a smaller bottle. It tasted horrible and it was more expensive. Do you know what it was? Red Bull. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> it's, it's such a it's a wild thing that like a lot of the things that have worked over time are things that don't actually make sense logically. And I do find that that's one of the benefits of, of using AI is that sometimes it just says really weird things. And um, then it's funny. And you know, Oh yeah. Have you ever had it say anything that's kind of rude? 
Oh yeah. Sometimes I'm trying to think of the last one, but it was, I think it was a like uh, assess this writing because I was trying to train it to write an article for me in my style. And then I can't remember what it said, but I was kind of like, that was really mean. (laughs) (laughs) So I had a, I had a, um, my highest converting email, which I use all the time. So if you're in any of my follow-up campaigns, you'll get this email at some point. I've sent it like 60 times and the headline or the headline, the subject line is um, something like my ex said I wasn't smart enough for him. Oh, that's okay. a good one. Yeah. And true story. I had a ex-boyfriend who broke up with me because I, I wasn't smart enough for him. And he said, it's not that you aren't smart enough for me because that wouldn't be the point. Okay. So, <laughs> so he was like a writer and it really, it really affected my confidence for years. And then when I started working in this line of business, when it came to writing, I was like, I can't do it because I had all of this junk from him in my head around this. And so having templates and frameworks when I first started copywriting was so helpful for me because it got me, you know, it gave me a starting point. And now I love writing and I use writing to process everything. And I, while I love AI, I love like the actual feeling of going through the writing process, but it wouldn't have happened if I hadn't gone through, um, gone through these frameworks. So I put that post into chat GPT and asked it to, or it was actually into Jasper years ago and asked it to like summarize it or write a headline for it or something, or maybe continue on. And it was, it was like, well, he actually had a good point. Like you aren't actually smart enough for him. like, wait a minute, Jaspi. Wow. <laughs> you know, it was like, well, he was actually right about that. So maybe you should consider taking some classes or something. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's but, so. <laughs> and then, like then from there, what I did with it is I screenshotted it and posted it in the Jasper group. And then I got loads of engagement there. So even when the bot makes fun of you, you can use it for good. Oh, it's so fantastic. No, it's such a great way to to switch things up too, you know, in general, because we all get in the habit. And I think marketers or just people with ADHD <laughs> are like, you know what? I've been doing this thing for like five times. It's time to throw the whole thing out and start over again. And that's usually the process of like, here's how I'm going to make sure I'm not sounding redundant, mm-hmm. which is bad too. So I think- yeah have this kind of inbuilt uh, AI component where it's like, oh, it'll just do that randomization for me <laughs> as I create new stuff. And if it's not, you can just say like, provide a pattern interrupt here. You know what I mean? Mm. And then I'll just do something totally random. It's awesome. No, I love it. I love it. Well, the, well, it's hard to be random too. I mean, I always talk about how like, there's no machine that could create anything truly random. Only humans could do that because we're crazy and have too many thoughts going on in our head all the time and we're distractible. Uh, but it actually does a really good job because it has so much data that it doesn't matter mm-hmm. if it's not, you know, random in the human sense, but just in a systematic sense, that's actually a good thing. And that's actually such a good point around like the, the benefit of doing improv classes and things like that. Mm-hmm. Because for me, some of the things that have come up, because this goes back to the kind of building that authority in your space as well, because the moments where I've said things that just popped into my head that really had nothing to do with what I had planned are the moments that create the most magic. And we were joking earlier, right before we started this recording, we were joking. If you're watching this, you'll be able to see this. We were joking about how I'm wearing banana slippers today, which I don't know if you can actually see, but they're really great. And I can see it. Looks great. Okay. The reason that I'm wearing banana slippers is because I was doing a live stream. And this is one thing I love about live streaming, which 
I believe is also going to become even more important. Things like this, even though we're not live technically, where we're actually conversing with each other because AI can't create this as it it kind of can, but we can talk about that later. But the, you know, this is more of a, a real thing that is harder to create with AI. And one of my friends said in a live stream that she did a, a promotion about banana pudding because she doesn't teach about cooking, but it was national banana pudding day. And so she sent out an email that was like, it's bananas. And so because it was banana pudding day, she was going to offer a discount. Her point was you can make a holiday out of anything. Right. And I had this golden banana sitting on my desk. And so when she said that I looked down and I saw the banana and I picked it up and I went, that's so good. I'm going to call it in on my banana phone. And so (laughs) Everyone in the chat started freaking out, laughing, like, oh my gosh, what's this banana? Whatever. That's bananas. Everybody's joking around. I ended up ordering this golden banana is from Ikea. I bought them out. I ordered 50 golden bananas. (laughs) All of our top clients get banana phones. And now in the weirdest, like it is one of the best things that has ever happened to me, marketing business life-wise. All of our clients now know if they want to bring something into existence, they call it in on their banana phone. So every time we see bananas anywhere, it brings us into our future gratitude. Oh. It's like one of our members did, I don't know, a bajillion dollars in sales last December because she said, and she wrote this in our group. She said, in September, I was having kind of a hard time. So I got out my banana phone and I called in what I would love. Here's what actually happened by December. And she said, I don't know if it's manifesting with fruit or praying to the vegetable gods. Like, I don't know, but somehow it works. <laughs> so oh, like, that's so fantastic. But it wouldn't have happened if I hadn't just like used my improv skills by picking up a random golden banana on my desk, you know? Oh, so true. Well, and the thing is you attached, uh, you know, kind of made it an icon that entire group now understands and believes in. And then I, I think that's what everybody's actually connecting with is, is not just the icon, but this group of people that it's surrounded by, you know. Yeah. Which is also, I or think you- when we're using AI, <laughs> it's like that community aspect is the other thing that people are craving. And so if we can use AI to for the, the quickness of how we can batch the beginning steps, but then make sure that we're still talking to the human beings. That's really, it, it takes that quesadilla of awesome. I need to put together a cookbook, right? It takes that quesadilla of awesome and then ties it together with the dessert of the banana split. And then all of a sudden the whole community is all fan. together. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, and I, I'm just deriving a bunch of other ideas from that one concept is uh, such a good practice too. Because now everything that you do that's from the icon is actually branded. And then the message is already done and it has a built-in audience. Yeah. So it's totally it's gold. It's actually well, I think that's what everybody's trying to achieve all the time, anyways. But you know, and, and just another thing with AI, just the benefit of AI is you'll do stuff that you weren't planning on doing because it mm. will take too much time. Like I had, I constantly come up with these uh sci-fi story ideas because okay. I'm really into space operas, which is like these long form books like it might be like 10 books with each one being like a thousand pages like it's really significant so i'm like i really want to do that at some point but i don't have time and so what i did was i actually took my concepts for the article i fed it a short story by an author that i like and said have this author that wrote this story write this story and expand on it and then i got a custom story by one of my favorite authors and it took me like five minutes and then i just got to read it (laughs) oh my gosh you know what that is such a great idea I do you know who David Wilcox is by any chance? He's a singer songwriter. He's kind of like 
James Taylor-esque. But he writes these songs and he has this whole thing called musical medicine. And on his musical medicine website, it's like, if you're dealing with heartbreak, go here. If you need a kick in the pants, go here, right? It's all these things. And he writes custom songs at his concerts. So he wrote a custom song for me once about work-life balance. Cause he was like, what do you want a song about? And I was like, work-life balance as a mom. right? <laughs> and it was so brilliant, but I could literally just from my own personal experience, I could take David Wilcox's lyrics and then be like, write a song about this. And then he can write the songs of my life just for myself. Thank you oh, for that's that. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, and that's the benefit. Like you would never sit down. You probably had this idea and you're just like, it's not worth the time for me to spend on this, but now you can just do it anyways. And if it's crap, it doesn't matter. It took you 10 minutes. <laughs> and then if it's really great, it's something that you, you know, you had the ideation side of it. You use chat GPT or whatever you're using to create the actual meat of it. And mm-hmm. then on the other side, you can spend time fine tuning it and finessing it, which is so awesome. Oh yeah. Well, even for testing purposes, if you were like, okay, I have a, you know, different categories of content I could write or shoot or whatever it is, you could actually just try it all <laughs> because it's not that hard. You can create scripts, podcast yeah. titles, you know, and articles, especially, but articles are, you know, now I'm, I'm so soured on articles because podcasts kicked the crap out of them last year. <laughs> it was like, it went, it was 2,500 downloads on average for a podcast episode. It was only 800 views on an article. Wow. On average. And this was across about 150 articles, videos, and podcasts. And I was like, oh. Were you doing articles. anything different to promote them differently? Yeah, I was never promoting the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the articles got sent out every single week to like 700 to a million, 700,000 to a million people. And okay. I'm so glad you're telling me this because I stopped my podcast like about maybe so bad how I just like don't go on LinkedIn and I don't go on. I don't do my podcast. So thank you for on LinkedIn. I know I've been better on LinkedIn a little bit. bit. Oh, nice. Um, So the um, but I'm actually doing an interview with uh, Michael Neely later this week about podcasting because we're going on the podcasters cruise and I've been thinking I need to get my podcast back in order. So I'm going to quote you on that. Thank you. Do it. Yes. It's well, I'm, I'm all about numbers. If it's like, if there's some justifiable statistic that I could latch onto to be like, well, if nothing else, this, uh, then that's what I do. And, and for that, I was like, well, I've I've just done articles forever. So I'm like, yeah, articles are the best, like they're the best indexed and blah, blah, blah. Nope. Nobody likes to read anymore (laughs) or watch. And Well, I think also we like to multitask, right? So even if we're working out or whatever it's it's it, i guess you can read while working out but it seems easier if you're walking somewhere outside you can listen if you're riding a bike it's kind of difficult to read but you could listen to a podcast while you're riding a bike right yeah. if you're driving you can be listening to a podcast so i mean it's also a um a reason to have audio versions of your articles as well i suppose you know um I, I also just feel like with all these ideas, because I know we both get excited in different places, it's important <laughs> to, to remind anyone who is listening that there's a lot to get excited about in this space. And if you don't have an actual system for it, you're not going to have time to do the fun things because you're going to spend so much time doing the fun things. So oh. <laughs> put a system in place, like allow yourself time to play. I have on my calendar every Wednesday afternoon, it says, learn or create magic. And so I have that space there where I can use it to write space operas if I want to, (laughs) but having a system in place when you're actually using this to create content is really important so that you don't end up just squirreling your way through everything and getting nothing done. 
Yes. No. And that, that is a risk, <laughs> at least for people like us, where it's like, oh my gosh, have you thought of this? And then you're like, throw the whole, whatever you were planning on doing out the window. And you do this random thing that probably won't work, but you're going to try it fun. anyways. <laughs> it's so much more fun. I know. It's so boring executing programs. But I think if you incorporate, just like you did, you incorporate that session so that, you know, you get your uh, you know, ideaness or procrastination. Your playtime. Yeah. <laughs> playtime. Ow. Then you're like, I did it. You know, it's kind of like working out first thing in the morning. Then you're like, I don't have to think about this in the afternoon yeah. or whatever. So uh, <laughs> I completely, I, I love all your tips and any of the frameworks to keep them. And they're, they're, you know, uh, memorable. You know, I love the, the quesadilla, you know, that's, that's all I'm thinking about now. It makes you hungry, but <laughs> it's still, I really am going to put together a cookbook someday. It's going to have like Case I've thought talked about doing quesadillas and Brussels sprouts on either side, and then in the middle it's a Brussels sprout quesadilla. <laughs> that sounds delicious. <laughs> actually, that would be a, that would be an awesome book because I, I think ClickFunnels came out. They actually passed it out at TNC. I want to say two years ago where they had the cookbook, the uh, funnel cookbook or whatever, yeah. and it was just an index of all their stuff. But yours would be entertaining. And, and I can also weave in actual recipes with it. So like, you know, while you're planning, while chat GPT is writing all your content for you, you can run downstairs and make a quesadilla. Oh, <laughs> It'll be like go. quick food. <laughs> oh, you know what you could do is just make the whole book quesadillas. And then that's exactly, could, that's what I mean. Like the first oh, okay, so half it's just quesadillas. was all different types of quesadillas. Cause that's the whole point of the quesadilla of awesome is that okay. everybody has something that makes them uniquely awesome. Even if it's just that you make an amazing quesadilla. And you can put whatever you want into your quesadilla. So it can have all these different things. It doesn't have to, you know, we're all unique and all of it. So. Oh, that's fantastic. Then you could have mid journey, just make a bunch of quesadillas. I just did (laughs) sashimi last night and it looked amazing. I was like, let's just save me a ton of money on doing a photo shoot that I never would have done. (laughs) This is, this is the danger. If you're listening, this is the danger. So my suggestion to you is get a spreadsheet that tells you what to do. So. You know, yes. in the AI, in the AI marketer workshop, we shared lots of spreadsheets and systems where, or bootcamp or whatever it was called. What was it called? Bootcamp? Uh, no, you, oh, it was Accelerator. Accelerator. It's, uh, unstructured programming is an accelerator. Program content is a bootcamp. So there's. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Okay. The Accelerator, which I loved so much. Are you doing it again? Uh, actually, we're already not done. We have our bonus session. Yeah, yeah. Uh, today. But I mean, like, is it. If, if people want to do it in the future, is it opening up again or what's going to happen in the future? Uh, I don't know. Everybody needs to tune in next week because then we're done with this one and then we'll say what's happening next. But right now it's get the social media certification because I just spent all of my life <laughs> creating it for the last six months. No, it wasn't six. It was like four months. So, so good. good. Well, well, Molly, this has been fantastic. Uh, we'll have to set another uh, date because we have too much to talk about. And then we'll have to narrow the focus a little bit because we went off on some tangents. But I think it was good. It was content oriented, lots of frameworks. It was how to build your brand voice. It was how to incorporate AI and make it human. Uh, what a miss, I, th- I think. Yeah. And then next time we can talk about how to take that human AI-ness and put it into a structured framework for when you create your content. Perfect. Okay. We're definitely going to schedule that. So everybody get ready because we're going to have the next episode soon. Uh, In the meantime, where can people learn more about you? If you go to Molly Mahoney, that's my name, M-O-L-L-Y-M-A-H-O-N-E-Y, mollymahoney.com. So fun. And then on all the socials, I am the prepared performer.
Perfect. Love it. <laughs> Memorable. Everything you do. Uh, and this has been fantastic. This has been a ton of fun. So uh, we'll talk to you again soon. And in the meantime, everybody follow Molly because we're really going to have her in front of you guys a lot more soon. Hey, if we're going to talk about this, it's going to be so much fun. <laughs> oh, and if you go to my Instagram, I have really cool little free gifties on the top of my Instagram, the prepared performer, go check it out. Love it. <laughs> Calls to action. Way to go. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Molly. And thanks so much for listening. Be sure to hit that follow button so you get notified when all of our new episodes release. Please share this with that friend who's clueless about digital marketing. And don't forget to visit digitalmarket.com where you can access all of our courses, certifications, and training programs. Thanks again, everyone. And we'll see you next time. This is Digital Marketing. Get ready for the two easiest ways for you to generate product photos for your e-commerce store. I'm Lauren Petrullo founder and CEO of Mongoose Media and Digital Marketer Academy faculty member. I've managed over 50,000 SKUs for over 100 different e-commerce sites, and I cannot tell you the importance of quality product photos. Not only are they important for your website, but they're great to be repurposed in your email marketing campaigns, your paid ad initiatives, and your organic social media content. It's imperative that you have great photos because great photos sell your products and start conversations with your consumers. There are two great solutions when seeking out quality product photos for your e-commerce site. One, UGC. We know that native user-generated content wins all day on social. When you can get your customers to share back their use of your products in their voice, in their personal applications, you will see dividends when that is repurposed in your paid ads and organic social feeds. Secondly, don't have customers or UGC yet? Not a problem. There are cost-effective solutions in which you can outsource that photography. This and so much more is covered in my modules in our e-commerce cert with Digital Marketer.